This is On the Border with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. A Red Apple Podcast production. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. Welcome to this episode of On the Border with Todd Benzman, who is with the Center for Immigration Studies. You can find Todd's work and the excellent work of the Center for Immigration Studies at CIS.org. Todd, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate being here again. Todd, you have a story that broke this week. The story, I suppose, was originally broken by a former New York Times, of all things, a former New York Times writer and Pulitzer Prize winner, Charlie LaDuff, in Deadline Detroit. What is the nature of this story? Right. Well, hats off to Charlie LaDuff for bringing this to public attention, because I don't think it would have uh, happened otherwise. It was a Venezuelan migrant who crossed the southern border, swam from Matamoros, Mexico, over the Rio Grande to Brownsville, Texas, in early December sometime. And he flagged on the FBI's terrorism watch list. Uh, which is never good. If you're on that watch list, that means that you are somehow connected to terrorism, either uh, in a very direct way, uh, dangerous, or uh, that you are associating with very dangerous people. And that ICE released this migrant on his own recognizance to pursue an asylum claim, despite the FBI pleading for this migrant to remain in custody, which is a normal uh, thing, and and to maybe be deported. Uh, But the Biden administration's ICE headquarters in Washington intervened and let him go on grounds that he might catch COVID in detention. And so that... This migrant we're Mm talking... Yes, This this, this migrant we're talking about is Lebanese-born. He is a Venezuelan citizen... Issam Basi, correct? Right, that's right. Uh, his, name, his last name is Basi, or that's the name that's given. Uh, this is based on classified records uh, that were leaked to Ladoff, which is very rare. Somebody must have been extremely aggrieved or fearful about this to have you know broken the law like that to provide classified materials to a reporter about this. Well, so far, the administration is not denying the story. Nobody's challenged it. So according to your reporting, nobody's challenged it. Now, you also report that he's just among 24,819 Venezuelans who crossed in December 2021. And that was and more than double that crossed in September. Um, And this I mean, look, there were only 206 that crossed the year before in December. What is going on with Venezuelans coming through the southern border? Well, a couple of things. One is that the Maduro regime in Venezuela has utterly destroyed that economy. So uh, Venezuelans, your rank and file average Venezuelan, uh, are having a hard time finding even food to eat or buy in their own country. So they are the definition of economic migrants. Six million Venezuelans have fled their country for neighboring countries, especially in Colombia. And uh, now they're hearing that the Biden administration has opened the border. So a 
growing number, a very fast growing number of these Venezuelans are now heading for our border and crossing it uh, now by the tens of thousands, uh, very escalating numbers. You see Venezuelans all the time now in Mexico and on their way to our border. And what this really shows, this case, is that, you know, Venezuelans, we don't really think about them in terms of a national security context, but this really shows that You know, we ought to be paying attention to Venezuelans if they're crossing in higher numbers, because, as I point out in my piece, uh, the Venice, the governments of Venezuela dating to 1999 formed very, very close ties with Iran and Hezbollah and have been allowing Hezbollah operatives in and out and all around, providing them with uh, identities uh, using a very powerful and wealthy Lebanese diaspora in that country. Hundreds of thousands of Lebanese live there. This is one of them. Bazi is going to be one of them. And if he's connected to terrorism in some way, it's probably going to be Hezbollah. Now, you also report, not only in in your report, but in your book. What is the name of your book, Todd? America's Covert Border War. Now, you also report in, in, in this report and in your book that normally a person that's caught at the border who has already been flagged as, as, as have any link to terrorism, really, is automatically deported. So this is certainly uh, out of the norm. And you also report that last year Border Patrol captured 14 migrants crossing the southern border who were on the FBI terrorism watch list. And um, that, of course, doesn't take into account those that slipped through the borders and got here and we don't know who they are, how they how they or or where they are. Correct. That's correct. Uh, There are established protocols for when an FBI watch listed terror suspect hits our southern border, because it happens often enough that we need to have uh, procedures And my book describes all those procedures in great detail, so I know a little bit about them. Uh, Plus, when I was working in intelligence, I was part of those procedures uh, in Texas. So uh, what happened here is extremely abnormal. Uh, I I am really dying to hear some sort of an explanation for what happened in this case. But normally, somebody who's on the FBI watch list is not going to be freed on their own recognizance Uh, to pursue an asylum claim. They are going to be deported back to wherever they came from. Uh, It happens every year for 15 years. We have been deporting uh, people like this when they hit our border. Uh, Rodney Scott, the former chief border patrol agent for uh, CBP, recently said that in his last year, 14 uh, migrants uh, who are on the FBI's terror watch list hit that border I'd be very surprised if any of them were set free. I certainly hope not. Uh, This is incredibly disturbing, uh, and it shows that the mass migration crisis uh, may be starting to affect those procedures uh, to our detriment in national security. Talk to us for a second about another case. This more affects Mexico, uh, maybe, and that is of Mohammed Ahmed, uh, Ahmed Mohammed Ahmed. Right. So I wrote about uh, Ahmed in uh, maybe about a month ago now uh, at CIS.org. You can find it. 
this was a Yemeni who was on the FBI watch list. The Mexicans caught him in April 2021 at their northern border with us, just across from Del Rio. And he flagged on the watch list. They worked closely with the FBI on that. And they deported him back to Yemen, which is normal. That's what they do in Mexico uh, and Panama and elsewhere along the trail. That's a normal thing to do. But they screwed it up somehow. And he came back to Mexico a few months later and they caught him again. But this time they the Mexicans cut him loose. They just set him free on his own recognizance inside Mexico And that produced a bolo for American to be on the lookout for this terror watch listed Yemeni. They thought he was going to be coming over uh, Del Rio, Texas. And I have a copy of that bulletin. That's how I know about this case. It was leaked to me because people are outraged in government that this sort of thing is happening. The fact that that happened in Mexico and now this in the United States is further indication to me that the whole counterterrorism program that we have down there for this is breaking down under the weight on both sides. The Mexicans are just as diswrought and out of sorts with the mass migration as we are on our side. And they just cut them loose to clear their detention facility. And I hope we caught them. I don't know if we caught them, if he's still running around. There are a lot of things that are apparently breaking down. We have in this country, as it turns out, these migrants who are illegal immigrants flying around on American planes and they don't have them. They don't have the ID that American citizens are are allowed to require. They're using arrest warrants and they're using their detention papers to get on planes. And the TSA is allowing this to happen. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley is just upset as all heck about this. What are you hearing about this? And also, you have a number of people, including now uh, certain officials in New York, not all of them, that are annoyed beyond belief because their airports, which are supposed to close down at, at midnight, like in the case of Westchester Airport, is being opened after midnight so that in the dead of night, these secret flights dumping illegal immigrants into Westchester County can take place. What are you hearing about all of these kind of activities? What is the blowback, if any, that you're hearing? Well, I'm in D.C. right now uh, about to testify before the Freedom, the House Republican Freedom Caucus, which is holding a a uh, a hearing on border security. And I've been in communication with them and their staff for a couple of months now. And this is been happening now for a long time for all year long really the secret flights uh buses to to all four corners of the united states and i think any reasonable person on either side of the aisle should find this very distressing that uh a they're doing it in at all uh and b they're doing it with a certain amount of you know secret secrecy or discreetness that they don't they're they're clearly not proud of it they feel the people doing this and ordering this feel that there's something wrong with it. And there is something wrong with it. It's that, you know, American, the American public deserves to know who is being resettled in their communities, criminals with arrest warrants, 
uh, are allowed into the country. We're we're allowing people with serious criminal backgrounds, uh, you know, manslaughter charges, DWI charges, uh, all sorts of, um, you know, it might not be murder or terrorism, although now we're seeing terrorists uh, being released into the country, too. Uh, so this is any reasonable person would find this objectionable. And, you know, the American public deserves to know what is happening and uh, stop with the secrecy and the opacity. Be transparent and straight up with the American people about what you're doing. That I talked about on um, the radio show <clears throat> where a convicted, a convicted illegal immigrant who had, and and I'll have to get the particulars, but he was involved in a DUI fatality of a teenage girl. I believe it happened in Texas. At the time when he was um, arrested, ICE had said, or or the administration then said, okay, he's going to serve his sentence and then we're going to deport him. The Biden administration recently said, as of last week, he's no longer a priority. So he finished his sentence, and they're releasing this illegal immigrant who was convicted of a DUI on an American citizen. They're releasing him back into the public. I don't think that we should rely on that illegal immigrant to go into rehab and AA programs. He's probably going to be hitting the bottle again soon. Listen, the Biden administration, even Biden himself, has come out publicly. Uh, He actually said, I don't consider DWI a serious enough crime to qualify any illegally present person for deportation. That's outrageous. That means that you are going to have a whole lot of dead Americans on your hands that would that are unnecessary tragedies. They're unnecessary tragedies. This is uh, the even person. For DWI. His name is Hebreto Fuerte Padilla. He's an illegal immigrant. Was driving drunk in 2020. He smashed a car into a car driven by a Texas teenager. He killed her. He tried to flee the scene. Texas police caught up with him. Immigration ICE told Texas it was canceling deportation requests the detainers on other illegal immigrants, including some who pled guilty to felony charges of of resisting arrest, had convictions for drunken driving, drug possession, domestic assault. Now, this case is just outrageous to some of the local people in Texas, local, um, and apparently these orders come from the director, um, Mr. Mayorkas who is under fire, by the way, for from from um, Republicans for his running of, of ICE and, and, and homeless and his involvement with Homeland Security. So these things are going unnoticed. But meanwhile, this this he is a convicted criminal and illegal immigrant, which is also a crime, who killed an American citizen. And he's going to be released back into the streets. Well, this goes back to the campaign. Uh, The Biden administration campaigned uh, with great deference to the Bernie Sanders wing of its party, uh, demanding that he abolish ICE. And so very shortly after he entered office, he did abolish ICE. ICE is effectively abolished in the United States. 
it's there on paper and it has a budget, but very early in the administration, they put in place a series of rules that so sharply restricted what ICE could do that almost all deportations in the interior of the country have been suspended, including, and, and uh, you know, Mayorkas just came out the other day with a public statement saying uh, being illegally present in the United States is not enough to, uh, for us to uh, deport you. That doesn't qualify for deportation. A, that's completely wrong. But uh, B, it extends beyond just merely illegally present people, but to all of these criminal categories of people, serious criminal categories, armed robbers, uh, child rapists and molesters, uh, you know, the, the categories that you just described. And um, all of this is an incredible I mean, we have never seen anything like this in, in the United States. It's I can't even you know, fathom uh, how they could you know, do this and think that the American people wouldn't notice uh, that they're dying and being uh, victimized by these illegally present you know, criminals with long criminal histories. That is happening. Uh, it's been happening for a year. There are a great many more stories than the one you uh, that you just uh, read a, a, a huge number of stories like that uh, and they're terrible tragedies and every one of them unnecessary because these people should have been out of the country. Let me, one last thing you mentioned in the broadcast that formerly, and I guess in another life before you came this became the stellar reporter that you are now that you worked in intelligence. Would you mind telling us what you did if it's comfortable for you? And if you can, that's right. Uh, up until 2018, I, worked for the Intelligence Counterterrorism Division of the Texas Department of Public Safety for nine years. Uh, for for the D Texas DPS intelligence arm, I ran a unit that did counterterrorism uh, for the state in uh, league with all of our federal partners. We're all under one roof in a fusion center there in Austin. And so that's what I did for 10 years. And we did a lot of work on the border and border issues during that time. But, you know, Texas is a pretty diverse place. We have a lot of terror attacks here and plots. Uh, there's a lot of work to do in Texas and especially on that border. Uh, lots of people like uh, Bozzi coming over that border. Todd Benzman, thank you. We'll join you next week for another installment in our series on the border. Thank you so much, Todd. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.